You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene bonus episode. Hi. Extra long edition. This is a really long one, so... Put on your seatbelts. I don't know. <laughs> or don't because so, of what the subject is. That's true. Okay. So we've mentioned this before, I'm pretty sure, on maybe a mini or something. Yeah. The um, Action Park theme park, which uh, if you grew up in the tri-state area in the 80s or 90s, you probably are familiar with this theme park. It's one of the most dangerous amusement parks in the history of the world. Um, the park is loaded, located in Vernon, New Jersey, which is like sort of northern New Jersey. So if you grew up in this area during that time, you probably have been injured here or know someone who has been. So we're going to get into the history of this demented theme park and we'll go like what through the rides as well because there's a lot to say about them. Now... Action Park, as I mentioned, was located in Vernon, New Jersey, and it opened in 1978. The park consists of three areas, the Alpine Center, Motor World, and Water World. This is, pre- <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-Kevin Costner <laughs> and much more of a disaster. Wow. Now, it made an immediate splash with thrill seekers in the area and quickly gained a rep for its poorly designed attractions an undertrained young staff, truly a match made in hell. Now, another thing that created a hell-like atmosphere there is that they served alcohol. Stop it. Yes. So the guests were frequently intoxicated as well as the staff. And you can see why this place was frequently called Traction Park, Accident (laughs) Park, and Class Action Park. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I just want to emphasize that... um, not only did Action Park sell alcohol, their motto was "You can control the act. You control the action." <laughs> no, sir. That's the point of going to an amusement park. Yes. Is that you're creating the amusement for me. You're controlling things, you're- so I can enjoy myself safely so i can have thrill seeking times right. in a safe environment well this this place was thrill seeking but definitely out of control uh according to 39 year old joe hessian who will one day we'll talk about him later he will eventually buy this place in the late 90s there was no place like it i could have had as much fun anywhere i could never have had as much fun anywhere else but you have to remember that a lot of people got hurt there he then frowns and shakes his head people died there too (laughs) they did yes yes we'll get into that now according to um a man named frank deberry who is a ceo of crystal mountain ski resort which is uh near seattle no doubt there was fun in the chaos but the chaos caused a lot of problems and a lot of heartache things were done off the cuff cuff ride designs were just thrown together they were building the plane while they were flying it (laughs) Andy Mulvihel, who is um, the son of 
Action Park's founder, Gene, he said, if you just concentrate on the negative, you're not getting the whole story. That is a brilliant <laughs> response. Yeah. Come on, guys. If that's all you look at, of right. course it seems horrible. <laughs> if you look at the good times and the times where people didn't have their brain matter splattered across the right. rides, then it was a success. Now, I mentioned to Rachel before we started recording that Johnny Knoxville is obviously obsessed with Action Park. Um, He filmed a movie called Action Point that recreated a lot of Action Park's perilous amusements. And he was more seriously injured in the filming of this movie than he was in any of his jackass uh, exploits. He suffered four concussions, knocked out teeth, and got several, like, stitches. Now... Despite all of the nonstop safety violations that Action Park like dealt with throughout the whole run of it, state regulations and fines were not what finally took Action Park down. It was personal injury lawsuits that closed the park uh, once and for all in 1996. Now, the park does get purchased. I mentioned that guy earlier. Uh, they're given a massive overhaul, and they renamed the park Mountain Creek Water Park. But let's get back into the history. Gene Mulvihill was a New Jersey businessman, and he pretty much had his business spread out all over. But one of the things he did was in the mid-70s, he was the sole owner of Vernon Valley Great Gorge, a ski resort in Sussex County in this area, which is about an hour northwest of New York City. Um, So basically what happens is the dilemma of these ski like resort operators is how do you monetize the property during the summer when no one's skiing? His idea drifted towards having this type of an amusement park. He wanted to have roller coasters and carousels and like he was like his dream was to have this whole big thing. Um but this is like the dirtbag Walt Disney, this guy. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean totally. Uh so he really wanted to recreate that like besides the traditional stuff though, he wanted to like think outside of the box and do things like a little bit differently. Now, according to his son, he didn't want to do things, do the same old shit where you just get strapped into something or, or it twirls around. I don't want to do the same old <laughs> shit where you, there's safety regulations. Yeah. I want a real thrill seeking experience. Yeah. He wanted to take the idea of skiing, which is exhilarating because you control the action. Stop it. And transfer it to an amusement park. There's inherent risk in that, but that's what makes it fun. (laughs) (laughs) So Action Park opened on July 4th, 1978, and Gene came up with two opening day, like, um sort of uh, promotions. One of them was that he had a Dolly Parton lookalike contest and a tobacco spitting competition. God bless America. Yeah. (laughs) He also debuted the park's first two, um, first ride back. uh, He actually had debuted it before the park opened, but now it was like sort of this featured uh, attraction. And that's the Alpine slide. Now he used his ski, like what are they called? The things you go up the mountain in the chairlift yeah the chairlift uh so he you basically you would take the chairlift up this hamburg mountain which is 2700 feet and then you would slide down this uh cement <laughs> i'll get into it later but that was like the featured ride that sort of used the uh ski apparatus for summertime attraction so they were re just reusing the chairlifts that were used on 
to hit the slopes in the winter time. Right. But then you he had a new thing that you would go downhill on rather than snow. It was this cement little thing and you would sit on a little board with wheels, uh, <laughs> unhelmeted, by the way, no helmets back then. And you're basically going full speed down a mountain and a cement tube on a little fucking board with wheels. And this is the late 70s. So everyone's in dolphin shorts. Right. Everyone's well, wearing very short shorts. Yeah. That's actually um, Johnny Knoxville when he made his movie. That alpine slide was sort of the centerpiece of the movie. And according to Knoxville, it was the heart of their park and it had to be the heart of our park. One day he strapped himself into the cart on his movie made Alpine slide and headed down the track at full tilt. We had an ambulance waiting, motor running and doors open. They put me right in it. I flew off the track about 20 feet in the air, maybe six feet above ground and landed face first. Severe concussion right to the hospital. When I got home, suddenly my left eye popped out, what they call a blowout fracture. This is Johnny Knoxville. Yes. So this is him recreating the Alpine slide. He recreated the Alpine slide and got severely injured on it. Even with all the precautions that a movie set would take, it still was that fucking dangerous. All for that, the... All for nothing because the movie didn't sell. So they made this movie. It didn't sell. He says, it's one of my greatest disappointments that I was unable to do right by Gene Mulville Hill and make a successful movie. I wish I could go back and unfuck it. So just to give you an idea about how this guy works, Gene, the park owner, he takes all of these awful things and makes them into something great. Well, in his mind, great. For instance, um, there's something called Surf Hill. Uh, basically, it's kind of like going down a slide and you hit the water at the bottom. Now, this force was so strong that it would literally tear people's bathing suits (laughs) off. (laughs) So Gene doesn't fix the ride in any way. What he does is build a grandstand so spectators could watch a teenage burlesque show. (laughs) Stop it. Yes. This is so... 80s. It's so bad. Now it's like that movie. Do you remember that movie Zapped? With yes. Willie Ames yes. and Scott Bayo. That everyone now is like, uh, that's like rape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it just reminds me of that where it's like this 80s idea of comedy where it's like Right. Like let's just look at other girls under what they're it's like it's like X-ray vision, right? Right. Or no, it's not X-ray vision. One of them has the power to literally zap clothing off of girls. Right. So it's even worse. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Willie, Willie Ames. It's Willie Ames and Scott Bale. Right. And he's like all Christian now. Willie Ames, not, Is not he? Scott Bale. Yeah. Now, another incident was that a local TV reporter came to film a segment from their 70 foot bungee jump platform. And at some point, he got too scared and he refused to take the leap. Uh, one of the sons of Gene pushes him off the ledge and he was acting under instructions from the park's public relations director, Gene's daughter, Julie. So that's like how they operated. <laughs> they just like pushed someone off a bungee jump. No, thanks. bungee jumping is insane to Do me. Do you remember when everyone was bungee jumping in the early nineties? It was like such a big deal. Yeah. And that like always sounded like the worst idea of fun to me. It's awful. No, thanks. Now, Let's go through these uh, sections of the park. First, we're going to talk about Alpine Village. Now, as I mentioned, Alpine Village was most famous for that slide, and they also had the bungee jump. Later in the early 90s, they have an attraction called Gladiator Challenge. Uh Uh-oh. Now... I think you remember um, in the early 90s, there was a television series called American Gladiators. Uh, Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) So this challenge was basically allowing guests to compete um, against other guests in an obstacle course and against park employees who were gladiators in jousting matches. 
Let me get this straight. So they're having the park employees battle against the patrons of the park. Right. That sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen (laughs) in and of itself. That's inappropriate. Right. Now, this ride was designed by two... um, what were they? Bodybuilders, Michael and Vince Mancusco. <laughs> so the guests and employees are fighting each other in these things, and they were bringing in um, special people to fight. They were scouting the local gyms to get really big guys to fight like the park patrons. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. So these weren't just like regular like the guy who runs the ticket booth. They they were hiring. They were hiring bodybuilder like big beefy guys to fight people coming to the park. Yes. So on one occasion, a visitor who had been hit too many times with a bucket bopping stick by a gladiator, (laughs) he returned, he came back with friends (laughs) (laughs) and then the gladiators, the gladiator got his fellow warriors and there was like a melee, like literal, like all out several dozen people had this huge fucking battle. The police had to literally come uh, and and shut it down. But that like lasted like that. Re- that attraction was there till like 1995 when it was replaced with a beach volleyball court. <laughs> Amazing. Now I mentioned the Alpine slide. That slide descended the mountain beneath one of the skis. Ski areas, chair lifts. Um, so riders would sit on a small sled that only had a brake accelerator control stick and rode down the slide in long chutes built into the slope. Now, this ride became notorious for causing injuries, much like Johnny Knoxville found out the hard way. The stick that was supposed to control the speed um, pretty much had two options. One of them was extremely slow, and then another speed was described by a former employee as death awaits. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, the chutes that the sleds traveled in were made of concrete, fiberglass, and asbestos. Asbestos? Yeah, which led to serious abrasions on riders who took even a most minor fall on one of these. And as Rachel mentioned, the tendencies of guests to be pretty much riding in bathing suits made the situation even worse. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, imagine all the abrasions you get in the summertime on that ride. Not only that, the path that these things took were underneath the chairlift, and that resulted in verbal harassment and spitting from passengers above waiting to go uh, to have their turn on the ride. Here's the other thing. This guy wants to recreate like a ski slope experience, say, well, the action is where you are in control of the action when you're on skis. When you're skiing, yes, it can be dangerous, but you're also wearing head-to-toe gear ski gear and you're falling into snow you're not falling onto sandpaper no now this slide led to the first fatality at the park a head head injury suffered in 1980 by an employee whose sled ran off the track he then fell down an embankment and hit his head on a rock killing him instantly they did put bales of hay at the curves sort of to cushion the impact of guests whose sleds That is junk. not a cushion, Desi. <laughs> that is not a cushion. A bale of hay? Imagine hitting that at top speed. That would hurt. It's itchy, too. Now, that was a frequent occurrence, by the way. People were jumping the tracks, like, all the time. So park officials regularly would say that it's safe, um... But in the early years of the park, this slide was responsible for the bulk of accidents, injuries, lawsuits, and state state citations for safety violations. You would think that they would have scrapped the idea after the employee got killed. Yeah. 
1984 and 1985, like that one year period, the Alpine slide produced 14 fractures and 26 head injuries. And still it left. It still it remained. So was that Alpine slide there until 1996? Yeah. In fact, when the new place opened it in spring of 1998, they announced the slide would remain open, but riders would be required to wear helmets and knee pads. But after that season, they decided that the slide would be closed um, forever. The chutes were torn out, um, but you can still see where it was, like under the gondola or whatever, the chairlift. Um, Yeah. So that's the end of the Alpine slide. Now, this I mentioned this to Rachel before. I saved the name for her. This is the um, bungee jumping station that I mentioned earlier, which was called the Snapple Snap-Up Whipper Snapper. Which is so 90s. Oh Just like my Snapple. God. Remember Snapple? Yeah, Snapple was everything. Okay, this this ride opened in 1991, which just seems so appropriate with Snapple and bungee jump, jumping. Ugh. This was a 70-foot tall two-station bungee jumping tower near the Alpine Slide. Um, eventually, this was upgraded to four jumping stations. Guests could not drop very far, however, because they were tethered to a weight that prevented them from bouncing up to the top of the tower. I can't even imagine doing something like bungee jumping at this rinky-dink fucking park. Like, Dude. it's scary enough under the most professional circumstances to me. Like, I can imagine them either, A, making the rope too long and then people are, like, smacking and hitting the ground or, like, making the rope too short and you get some kind of weird spinal injury. Jesus. Like, like yeah. How was no one paralyzed on that? is like beyond me. So that, that did get shut down eventually. Uh, I think in 1996, another thing in the, that's um, not eventually that's, that was there the duration of the fucking park. (laughs) Only five years. Now the other area in Alpine, the Alpine village was our Alpine center was the Transmobile. Now this is definitely not something that was dangerous in any way. It was basically a monorail that, uh, kind of took you from one section of the park to the motor world section of the park. Um, but people were, you weren't allowed to go round trip. So people had to get off at the end when they arrived in motor world. And that would cause people to get, um, into fights cause they wanted to go back down without getting off, but you had to get off. Like it was some weird arbitrary rule that the park had, like the one rule that they had. And then people would get furious cause they just wanted to take a round trip thing, but they all had to get off and then get back online. And it would create these fights and like, you know, things between employees and, and the park people. That's stupid. You couldn't just like stay on the ride or stay on right. the monorail. You had to get off and then get back online to go. You couldn't do like a round trip type deal. I feel like Action Park has taken every precaution to cause as much drunken rage. Right. And that's what would happen. These people would be drunk and would be enraged that they had to get off because they just wanted to take a little ride. Right. Now, the last thing that was in Alpine Center was a skate park. Now, (laughs) this was designed and existed near the ski area, ski school building, um, but was closed after one season due to poor design. The bowls that people were skating in were separated by pavement, which in many cases did not meet meet the edges smoothly. A former park employee named Tom Fergus was quoted quoted in Weird New Jersey as saying that the skate park was responsible for so many injuries, we covered it up with dirt and pretended it never existed. (laughs) They buried it alive, basically. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Motor World had like what you can imagine, go-karts, um, and they had something called Lola cars that allowed them to go much faster than their advertiser advertised um, speed limit of 20 miles per hour. They actually went as high as 50 miles uh, per hour. Now, the employees, these cars went so fast that employees would actually take these cars out onto the freeway. No. Like after The go-karts? Yes. That's how fast they fucking went. Holy shit. Um, they also had something called battle action tanks, which I'll get into. Uh, this is a disaster. <laughs> the battle action tanks were like tanks that fired tennis ball cannons at one another. Um, so you can see how that would go poorly, um, especially for the employees who had to go out and collect them while people were shooting at the workers as they were collecting the tennis balls. <laughs> um, and then Motor World also has some bumper boats and super speed boats. I bet, you know, a bumper boats, it just smells like gasoline. Yeah. It's and like guess, the worst smell. Guess what else they had in the super speed boat attraction, Rachel, in what? the pond? Snakes. Wait, real snakes? <laughs> yes. Why? Desi, why? Now, 
One of the reasons that the super go-karts were able to go so fast is because employees figured out how they could wedge tennis balls inside um, and somehow inside the, the car, which allowed them to go much faster than the control allowed the park, park employees. So they would basically take bribes to get that done for people who wanted to go faster. Um, there was many uh, injuries on these, these rides, mostly from head-on collisions. And as you mentioned about the um, boats, these cart engines were so poorly maintained that sometimes riders were overcome by gasoline fumes as they drove on these like tracks. That was the first <laughs> thing I thought of when you said Motor World. I said, I know exactly what Motor World smells like. Right. And people were probably getting high on the fumes. Absolutely. Now, I mentioned those Lola cars that the um, employees would like take out at yeah. the end of the night. Sometimes they would take them out and get busted at a nearby microbrewery. So they were taking these these um, cars, they would break into the brewery and steal beer and then take the cars out and ride along the freeway drinking beer in these Lola cars. I love that they're, they're, they're hiring just utter trash to work at the park too. Because they have to find people who don't care about rules, right? It's like, iconic. Yeah. Okay. I mentioned the battle action tanks. This is one of the most popular rides in Motor World and was often featured in the television ads because it had such a great look to it. Um, so for an additional fee, like I mentioned earlier, you could take these into a fence enclosed area uh, for five minutes at a time and you operate these tennis ball cannons that let riders shoot at like targets and addition to each other. Now, if your tank was hit, it stopped operating for five, 15 seconds and then other guests would like literally fucking fire upon the disabled tank like viciously. Um, visitors on the outside could also utilize um, cannons that were mounted on a perimeter fence. <laughs> so they had shooters out, out on the fence too. This sounds like it was designed by like a six-year-old boy or something. Like, this is insane, Desi. And then as I mentioned before, workers would have to enter the cage to like fix a, a stuck tank or something like that. And they would get beaten and like pelted with tennis balls as they're trying to help like a disabled tank or something. Um, so this is like the one ride that's definitely more dangerous for the employees than that's for the guests. Awful. <laughs> everyone, everyone at this park is trash, Desi. But everyone that was obviously the one that no one wanted to work to. Like it no one wanted awful. to work <laughs> because of course these drunk, like patrons of the park who want to go in these weird battle tanks are going to hit all the employees with the tennis. Now, balls. despite how awful it was, that's like one of the one rides where there really weren't any major injuries. Because it was just like, I guess, getting hit by tennis balls, which probably hurt, but didn't cause any lasting damage. Um, but uh, that area was never reopened and that ride was kaput. Now, I mentioned the super speedboats. That was in a small pond um, and it was in a pond that was heavily infested with snakes. Now, <laughs> you could drive in the super speedboat around. They had like a small island. These boats went up to 40 miles per hour. Oh my God. Yeah. So... Riders used to play bumper boats with them. So they're not bumper boats. <laughs> no, but they would bump into them like as if they were bumper boats. They're not designed to be bumped. Right. One inebriated rider had to be rescued by a lifeguard after his boat capsized following a bumper boat collision. So they don't even have rules about drinking alcohol no. and driving in motor No. Boats? No, they're like drunk driving in this park. <laughs> first of all, first of all... So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you, I, I yeah, I, I guess when you put a 
subway. Yeah, you're right. They're drunk driving. Bumper boats go like two miles an hour. No, these are fast. This is like... 40 miles an hour in a boat? Yeah. That is a recipe for disaster when you're drunk at Action Park. (laughs) Like all of these things are bad, Desi. The supposedly safer ride was just, was bumper boats, but it was obviously a much slower speed. But these engines often leaked gasoline and at least once required, one guest required medical attention for, (laughs) he got too much of the gasoline on his skin and got like gas like chemical burns or something oh my god uh the other dangerous aspect here was that tall riders were often unable to fit their legs on the small boats so they would have to have them hanging off the sides of the boats (laughs) and sometimes would end up getting fractures during collisions you're kidding bumper boats with their legs hanging over the sides (laughs) okay such a mess um, there was another ride called the Space Shot, and that no, <laughs> no, no, that was a typical tower drop type ride uh, that it's common in many amusement parks. There's actually no injuries for that, although it sounds like it would be quite dangerous. Now, there's uh, the last ride in Motor World is called the Slingshot. <laughs> This is a bungee cord ride in which two riders sit in a seat and were strapped in while the ride was shot up in the air and supported by a bungee cord. Riders... Look, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a slingshot. No, no, no. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a ride that most places won't do because the insurance... For such a thing is like too prohibitive, but Action Park obviously charged an extra five dollar fee so people could partake in this ride. It was open from 1993 to 95. One former employee recalled, "We often wondered how many whiplashes came out of that ride." Dude, uh, okay, but if that has, if all of that wasn't crazy enough for you. Waterworld is where things got the most wild and crazy and dangerous. There's just a lot going on here. Now, water-based attractions made up about half of the park's rise and accounted for the greatest share of its casualties. Um, Action Park, the the new place, Mountain Creek Water Park, has kept some of those attractions. Um, there's, There's sort of simple, basic things like a golf course and just standard pools and water activities for children. But obviously, back in the heyday, uh, there were much more dangerous things. One of the most infamous rides at Action Park was called the Cannonball Loop. Now, this was a steep enclosed tube slide that fed a 360-degree vertical turn. Now, no, (laughs) you've seen this thing, haven't you? I mean, here's... Here's the slide. It's really long. No, and then at the no, very end, there's a loop-de-loop. No, no, I know exactly how this is going to end if I go on this ride. You guys, it's a water slide that's like, you know, like how like in the beginning of water slides, it's like enclosed. Yeah. It's like a tube. It's a tube that has, it's exactly what it sounds like. It goes upside down and around. It's, it does a complete loop-de-loop at the end. But I know I'm going to just smack my fucking... You're going to smack it because it's at the end. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Now, there's like a legend that when Gene was testing this slide, he sent a dummy down the ride and and the dummy came out uh, the other end without a head. (laughs) And he still still opened it. Of course he did. Um, So basically, after you climb up... (laughs) 
<laughs> 50 feet to reach the top of the slide. Oh, my God. You get hosed down no. to reduce friction. What? You get a hose? They hose you? Wait. They hose you there's down? There's not even water? No. They hose you down. I thought this was a water slide. It's just a slide. It's a slide in water world. You get hosed down to reduce friction. You go feet first down this dark shaft. Nope. And you hope that you have enough momentum to navigate the full loop before coming, shooting out the bottom. Desi, I thought it was insane even if there was rushing water. (laughs) No, it's insane. Now, if you lose your momentum, you'll just fall to the bottom and smack your face. Like That's basically uh, what happens. Even the Mulvey... Mulvey Hills realized at some point that this was just too insane. And the cannonball loop was frequently closed and under construction and trying to fix it and eventually just shuttered permanently. (laughs) It's so so insane. We'll post a picture of it because you just can't believe it uh, until you see it. It it looks... I need to see it again. I already closed the picture. Um, Yeah. It's... I don't even know anything about physics. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and if you just look at it, it's like, no. how could that possibly work? Because it, it literally hits the ground yeah. before the loop starts. Yeah. Uh, it's insane. And you would have to imagine like being tall or whatever. Supposedly there's a video somewhere of people going down the cannonball loop. And I want to find that video. Like someone brought a camcorder in. <laughs> yeah. With like someone like did it. Uh, now, despite that sort of being the most iconically dumb action park ride, the greatest danger in water world was the wave pool. Now, that was introduced in 1981, and on like a hot weekend in the summer, as many as thousands, a thousand people would wade into this 100 by 200 foot like pool. Uh, it was the first mechanical wave machine pool <laughs> that produced greater than a three foot swe- swall? swell. Swell. So that's pretty high. This is an intense wave pool. The um, people would like bo- people would body surf in it. They'd just be crashing into each other. People couldn't get out, and a lot of people were legitimately terrified in this wave pool this and afraid like, of dry- drowning. This isn't like you see in water parks today with wave pools where it's like more gentle waves. Right? No, it's pretty they, intense. I've been in one of those pools before, but it's not like in- intense like that. Now, like. Do you know how, according to like this article that I read from Sports Illustrated, rescues at, are rare at most ocean beaches, but at Action Park, lifeguards made up to 30 rescues a day. <laughs> you control that's just the action. Not, that's just not normal. In fact, one staff, at one point, staff decided that if a visitor was pulled out of the wave pool for the rest of the day, he or she had to wear a wristband that read C- CFS. And that stood for can't fucking swim. So they kind of got like scarlet lettered with this wristband if they got pulled out or rescued. That's so mean. (laughs) Now, the first patron death actually occurred here in 1982. Um, Another visitor drowned in this common, like in this water park attraction five years later. Um, The number of people the lifeguards saved from this similar fate, like it's like it led to the pool becoming known as the grave pool. Like oh that's how God. dangerous this pool was. Isn't this the pool you went in? Yes. Have you ever gone in a wave pool? Yes, but not. This like was like this. the only thing I thought was safe. Right. Like I was like, nah, I'll do that because uh, like everything else just seems a little too terrifying to me. I've been in a wave pool before, but not with. This sounds like it was really yeah, like an intense one. Now, 
the other thing that was dangerous about the pool was that you wouldn't know that, that it was really hard to determine that the depth had increased uh, towards the far end. So people would get out of their element and they wouldn't be able to swim and they'd honestly like almost exhaust themselves, like trying to like maintain like above water. How deep was the pool at the deepest? Um, I don't have how deep it was at the deepest, but I'm guessing it was typical pool. Like what? Like what is that? 10, 10 feet? feet? Yeah. So even people who were good swimmers would easily exhaust themselves trying to like maintain, you know, above water and these things. Um, people would also slam into the side ladders of the waves. Like people trying to get out would get like crushed and then pushed into each other, like oh. from the waves. So even when you were trying to leave, it was difficult. 12 lifeguards were on duty at all time. And as I mentioned earlier, they would rescue as many as 30 people a day from this wave pool. Now, another um, ride in Waterworld was called Aqua Scoot. Uh, <laughs> this was a rider would sit on a plastic sled that went hurtling down a 60-foot track slide so fast that if he or she skimmed... that the, the, the goal was that they would skim across the pool... Um, at the end, the idea was that you'd be like a skipping stone going across. Uh, so obviously, if, if you weren't, if you were positioned incorrectly, the slide didn't skip across the water. It just sunk the minute you hit the water. This is so stupid. And sometimes flinging the rider off headfirst at an obviously very high speed. Um, there was also the chance that you could get injured before even hitting the water. Uh, according to a park employee, the metal rolling pins on the track were like those rollers in a factory. Uh, kids would lean back and hit their heads on the rollers, sometimes really hard. And a lot of, a, a lot of bells were rung. I don't know what that meant. That I think there was like, heads yeah, were, a lot of bells were rung. Their heads were hit. <laughs> so that was like, these things were going down those rollers and it was just not a good design. Um, yeah. I mean, everything is like hard plastic in these things and like cement. Nothing is like designed for safety uh, safety at all. Now, there was another ride called Kamikaze. This was the more tame water slide. Uh, it had several drops and rises. Riders would basically lie on their back with their arms and legs crossed and go down the chute, typical uh, water slide. Um, but then they would go up and down several times before finally hitting uh, the pool. There was also something called the kayak experience, which um, <laughs> was really dangerous and would get closed in 1982 for something I'm about to tell you. Now, this is the one that had... The water was kind of um, pushed by fans, electric fans. I'm sorry. So obviously one time someone touched one of the electric fans and got electrocuted in the water. I love Uh, all the tamest sounding ride in the park. Like a nice relaxing kayak ride. Um, So this man went into cardiac arrest and then obviously the ride was closed after he died. Now we also have the Tarzan swing. The Tarzan swing. <laughs> this is 25, uh, 20 feet high over um, a pool. Uh, if you let go too early, you would fall onto cushions, but you could also fall onto rocks and then roll into the water. If rocks? you held, if you held, there were cushions, but then on the other side of the cushions were rocks. Now, if you held on too long, you could end up scraping yourself on the concrete on the far side because then you because you waited too long. You had to drop exactly right to hit the water. No. No, yeah. and I'm sure all the drunk people doing the Tarzan right. swing. Oh, of course, right? We're holding on at the exact right moment. 
So, and it's also like the worst thing because people are often scared to drop. So the idea that you can wait too long. <laughs> that would be terrifying. me. That would be me. Like you would literally tumble into the woods. Like that's <laughs> what would happen. <laughs> people would also often dislocate their shoulders oh because the rope was so wild. Um, <laughs> the fun thing to do on this was people would flash their flash a moon. They would drop their pants during the Tarzan, Tarzan uh, swing. Um, so that was like the thing to do, I guess, if you wanted to do do something fun at Action Park. <laughs> um, one man did die of a heart attack after doing the swing. I have no idea why, but I'm sure it was probably scary <laughs> if you didn't drop in time, right? There was also a typical ride, like a Roaring Rapids ride. That's like a whitewater rafting type ride. Um, multiple injuries on this, fractured femurs, collarbones, noses, dislocated knees, shoulders, uh, yeah. Is this the one we watched footage of together? Yeah, the one? I think so. There was also something called Surf Hill. Now, that allowed patrons to slide down a water slick sloped surface on mats into small puddles. Oh, that's the one we watched. Oh, right, of, right, right, right. Where they're all bumping into <laughs> <Yeah>. each other. <laughs> People frequently collided with each other on the way down or at the end. The seventh lane was known as the backbreaker due to its <laughs> special kicker two-thirds of the way down, which um, made people jump uh, before they splashed down. <laughs> People used to like to, the employees would often eat at a nearby snack bar, snack bar to watch the attraction of people literally losing, losing it on these rides, including sometimes losing their bikini tops and bottoms. Oh my God, this place is a mess. <laughs> um, there was other water slides as well uh, that were more typical, um, known as Geronimo Falls. Um, this was just like typical stuff. There was damage. Uh, you could damage, like, get very serious injuries just the way they drop. Like, nothing was designed correctly. And just, like, the ends were always, like, you go down the slide and then you're in a small pool. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It was, like, um, none of these slides, like, are still in existence today because they're all just fucking dangerous as hell. Uh, yeah, you're basically doing these huge slides down into these little splash pills, um, pools. There were also diving cliffs. Now, these were 18 feet high, 16 feet high, and one was 23 feet high. The pool was not blocked off from those who might just be swimming. So you could be swimming in the pool below and someone will just be diving down from one of these diving cliffs. Um, Obviously not a great idea because literally divers would land on people who were just swimming in the pool below. At a normal park, you would have like one person dive at a time. Yeah, right? it's insane. And then non-swimmers would jump off the cliffs not realizing that it was a deep pool below. But like that's so stupid cuz well, obviously you're not going to dive into a shallow pool. <laughs> why would they why why is that a thing? I have no idea. That and they, then they would have to be rescued uh that they didn't Yeah, I have no idea. Why would they want to dive into a shallow pool? They just wanted to dive but not have to swim, I guess. Ugh. So yeah, I mean, there's just more of that in Waterworld. There's parks, there's dinghies, and everything is just off the hook, stupid. People are just breaking noses, rafts are hitting walls. Like, nothing is designed correctly or safely at all. Like, anything you can think of, as normal as it might be in another water park, here is literally busting people's heads open and just getting them injured in numerous ways. Um <laughs> There's like actual deaths though. Like I mentioned some before, um, 
There was the electric shock, the person who, the first employee who died. Um, there was the guy on the Tarzan swing who had a heart attack. Someone drowned in the wave pool. Um, I think actually a few people drowned in the wave pool. Now I mentioned this guy, Joe Hessian earlier. He was like a fan of the park. He um, eventually like buys the park with this corporation. Like he as the, he's like one of the CEOs or whatever of the corporation. And he like pushed to buy this park. Um, he really understands the charm of Gene Mulvihill, who created the park. And he just likes, like, he wanted to create a safer version of it, but obviously it's just not the same thing. Johnny Knoxville considers Gene a genius. He said, uh, this guy Joe Hessian says, there will never be another water park that looks like his water park. You would need a crazy person. And I say that with all due respect. <laughs> The only one who could have done it was Gene Mulvello. It's just that we can't be that person now. It wouldn't work. I mean, that's that is the thing that is charming about it is because this is this is a park that could only exist in this right. time period. And his Gene son says, "For Gene, Action Park was never about the money." It was about fun, about creating something that no one had ever seen, and about seriously maiming people. Yeah. But he does feel like his dad. He said, as for the people who died, I'm sure dad has gone and looked for each and every one of them to say he's sorry. <laughs> the ultimate heaven fan fiction. Wait, the jo- Gene, Gene is, is dead. dead. Yeah. Oh so he thinks God. his dad's in heaven finding these people who died during Action Park. What if you died at Action Park? What if that was your legacy? Honestly, you'd have to think it'd be a dream for some young boys. Because <laughs> they're going there risk- thinking it's risky, right? Right. Like, I don't know. So Desi went to Action Park in the 80s, 90s? Oh, God, it was the 90s, yeah. Oh, my God. But I, I like, didn't do much there. Right. I just, like, walked around and hung out. Right. Like, I'm not really into it, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. So it was more like a fantasy for me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just not that type of person. I won't go on things that are safe, right. necessarily, all right. of them. I mean, I do, like, roller coasters and stuff like that, but... I'm not going to go on things that are clearly something that will injure me. I'm not going to go on things that are clearly going to injure me. And I also don't like the dumb daredevil rides at like Six Flags or whatever. Like I know, right. like I know I'm in the minority. Like most people like those rides. Yeah. I fucking can't stand them. Right. I can't do it. I get claustrophobic like immediately. I just think I knew like that's dangerous. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like right. it's one thing to see the commercial, but when you're there and you see how rinky dink it is in person, like it looked like homemade. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Right. Yeah, I would I I'm curious to see what it looks like up close or what it looked like up close in person. Yeah, I mean hopefully that documentary comes out that I saw some documentary and I watched the trailer for it. So hopefully it comes out because I feel like you'll get to see more. But there's a lot of clips online. You'll get the idea. It doesn't look professional. Right. I mean, it literally looks like someone created it. Right. And it basically is that. <laughs> Do you remember what the food was there? No, but I think it's very typical. Like hot, hot dogs. dogs. Like nothing good. Right. There was no good food. It wasn't like anything I remember as being good. What if you died at Action Park, but it was from like food poisoning? That would be sad. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a crazy place. Right. So um, definitely look for those clips. We're going to try to find some that we can post, I'll post on our them. Instagram. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's Action Park. Cool. <laughs> Bye. Bye.